everybody. Welcome to the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. And I'm your host for today. Call me Coffee. And I just want to shout out to all my lovely lattes out here. Thank you so much for joining in. Thank you so much for your support. And we are going to start the show. And I have a lovely guest here. Uh, that's Max Ivy. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience members? I am Max Ivy, known around the world as the blind blogger. I am a totally blind uh, former carnival owner who turned to helping people sell surplus amusement equipment when my dad's death caused the closure of our traveling family carnival. I had to learn a bunch of new things to be in business online. This was in 2007, prior to most people having access to WordPress, Wi-Fi, or social media. And so I had to learn how to hand code HTML, recruit clients, set fees, and a lot of other things. People were impressed by the way I took on all these challenges and they encouraged me to share more of my experiences as an entrepreneur who happens to be blind. That led to me starting a second website as the blind blogger where I uh, help people overcome their excuses so they can go after their big goals and dreams. And I do that by writing books, uh, three so far, doing podcast interviews, traveling the country, speaking publicly, sometimes singing in public and hosting my own podcast, the What's Your Excuse Show. Okay, and what's the name of your podcast? What's your excuse? What's your excuse? <laughs> yeah, I, and I have so many. <laughs> yes, we all do. Even and, I do. I, yeah. Every once in a while, I find out that I have one as well. But I actually changed the, the way I say the name of my podcast because I met this amazing 11-year-old girl named Izzy at one of the conferences. Uh-huh. And she introduced me and she said it that way. She said, I'm talking to Max Ivy from What's Your Excuse? And it just stuck. And I'm like, yeah, I got a channel, Izzy. You know, the, the, the wide-eyed, uh, you know, belief that everything is possible. You know how it is at that age. I mean, right. so, so, yeah, that's, and it's about, uh, you know, I interview people who have overcome adversity or thrived in difficult life circumstances mm-hmm. in hopes of, of their uh, stories encouraging others. That's great. Um, that's what we need. We need to to be inspired, you know, and what better way than to hear other people's testimony. So um, there was like a few things that I was thinking about because when we were talking, um, let me tell you something, lovely lattes. So I've seen Max in the flesh uh, on, this, on a Zoom link and he looks like fun. He was just looking happy. He was just beaming. And I was just thinking, huh, is he like flirting with me too? But I was like, <laughs> but I was like okay, I'm, I'm going with it. I'm here with it. So um, just about that, like what is your love life like? What is romance like for you? Okay, I'm going to, before I answer that question, I'm going to say, you know, it's, you can only have these kind of conversations if you know the person you're going to have on your podcast. So okay. if you're going to host a podcast, you either want to know nothing about your guests or you want to know everything about their, your guests. Just, just a tip to the, for, uh, just a tip to the aspiring hosts out there. Okay. Um, I like to tell people that I'm available and I'm not looking, but listening I am single, never married, no kids. I'm uncle to seven nieces and nephews, um, all, you know, around in various places around the country. Um, I'm heterosexual. <laughs> I'm, I'm a big, tall guy, but I'm a nice, sweet, lovable person. Mm. And there is no height requirement. Uh, to me, I'm looking for a woman with a sweet voice, a, a positive attitude, a spiritual woman, 
a, a good laugh, somebody who enjoys coffee, and somebody who's willing to put up with my craziness because I am a blind guy who travels the country, who speaks and writes books for a living. And as I'm sure you've learned from your guests, that is not a stable lifestyle. You know? <laughs> right. Understandable. And I know we don't know each other very well, but this is Coffee Sips Tea. And we want to know all the info on our guests. So feel as comfortable as you as you want to here. This is a positive, very yeah, safe and space. And, uh... <laughs> right. Right. And this, is, and this is where my brand name gets me in trouble uh-huh. because I am known for, you know, being very honest, mm-hmm. uh, open, authentic. I mean. I have, co- I have had other coaches tell me, Max, I know your brand is authenticity, but could you share a little less? <laughs> maybe, 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 maybe could you at least couch things you say in more positive terms some of the times? Because, because there, there are other quote coaches, and I use the, I use the parentheses because I don't, I don't agree with mm-hmm. them, who will say, if you're not putting your message out there with a positive spin on it, you're costing yourself clients. Right. And I disagree with them. I think that that's how you – how you gain clients. And I've said over the years since I started doing podcast interviews and I've been doing interviews for seven years now, mm-hmm. if one of my hosts wants to invite me out, fine. If one of their, if one of their listeners mm-hmm. knows somebody who knows somebody, fine. They know how to get a hold of me. I'm at the <laughs> blindblogger.net. Yeah. And because, you know, um, as, as you're going to find out once you do this more, mm-hmm. for some reason, people are not People don't see us as approachable, as approachable. Mm. And even if you tell them to reach out to you through your email or your contact form yeah. or your social media, a lot of people just will never do it. And so I try to make sure people know I am this guy that you see wherever you see me. I'm that same guy. So I answer my emails even if I don't know who the heck you are because I never know where they're going to leave. Yes, that's true. That is so true. And were you at Parfest Festival by any chance? Uh, I was there. I spoke in the podcasting school segment. I had the distinct honor of closing the podcasting school and following the legendary Dave Jackson to the microphone, who has helped launch something like a thousand podcasts. He's the king of podcasting. And I walked up to the mic and I said, "Okay, you've you've heard all day about how to create a good podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that the, the way I did it and the way most people will do it and the best way to do it. It's just to be bad for a while. If that, that's how you become good at something. Yes. And shout out to the host of Parfess. Um, Chris Kremitzis and his wife, Katie Kremitzis. And, and I don't know her name, but the lady in charge of She Podcast, because that lady was really responsible for a lot of the logistics this year. Yes, yes. All of them were so awesome. I'm so happy we were able to get in there and to connect over there at Parfess before all of this Rona stuff happened. And yeah. yeah. I love the attitude of the podcasters because mm-hmm. while the rest of the world is starting to think it's dangerous traveling, <laughs> podcasters were like, hey, this is going to be our last big right. party for a while. We're, we've got our planes booked. We've got our hotels paid for. We are not staying We home. are not. No, sir. And we was there. Wasn't we? We showed out. It was like thousands and thousands of us. Yeah. You didn't catch me at karaoke either. Then, no. You was at karaoke? Yeah, See? I stuck to join up, but but I finished strong. Um, okay. Actually, the video of my karaoke of me singing "The River" by Garth Brooks is on my uh, is on my blog. It says, "The value of bad karaoke just keeps singing." <laughs> that's the title. And that's, that. that's how I do things. That's how I do things. I could tell from the from the vocal, the track that I, you know from the karaoke track and from the audience. I could tell it was off schedule, but 
for the you know the last verse and you know then hitting that high note i finished good so <laughs> i thought you know max what else but tell people just keep singing you know yeah. um everybody knows the line from finding dory just keep swimming mm-hmm. well you know with podcasting just keep talking with with the karaoke or singing just keep singing it's as long as you keep doing it, mm-hmm. you're going to get better and you're going to find a way to do it that works for you. And that's the way I do things. So, yeah, I'm surprised you haven't seen my karaoke. Uh, no, I'm going to have to check that out. I would love to play. Sadly, it hasn't gone, vir- it hasn't gone viral yet, but it's had a lot of views. Well, we need to change that. We need to get you viral, my friend, because you are so awesome with a wonderful story. And you are also a writer as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so far, so far, I've written the books that I've written so far. The first one is um, "Leading You Out of the Darkness into the Into the Light," mm-hmm. a blind man's inspirational guide to success, which includes eleven a- actionable exercises, and my email address, so you can report on your progress as you're working through the exercises. Mm-hmm. And so there'll be at least one voice you know that will be supportive of this change that you're trying to make, because as we both know from our own experiences, the people who've known you a long time are not going to be happy with you becoming somebody different. So Mm -hmm. I felt it was important to include the email address so they feel there was somebody that was listening that wasn't judging. The second one is called It's Not the Cookie, It's the Bag. It's about my preparing for then having gastric surgery, uh, how I've had to change my lifestyle to continue being healthy. Mm -hmm. And uh, everybody likes the title and and the photo, but, you know, the health side of the writing industry is very crowded so i'm happy with the people who've read it but i think it could help a lot more people if more people knew about it it's not the cookie it's the bag because a lot of and that uh that the main chapter of that book is about how in our family we managed to satisfy a teenager who lives with us by buying one bag of frozen cookie dough which made four cookies for each of us so he wasn't totally deprived from now on and we didn't have 20 or 30 or 60 cookies sitting in the house that's that's where it comes from and there's a lot of things where we where we buy more stuff at the store or we're sold more things or given more than we really need so and then my latest book uh that's been published the blind bloggers new york city adventures how you can make your dreams come true where that uh that chronicles my uh, competing for and winning one of the prestigious Amtrak riders in residence in 2016. Mm-hmm. And then I used my prize to take a crazy solo trip to New York City by myself during the Christmas and New Year's holidays. And the lessons I learned, the skills I used, and how I managed to have this amazing time uh, pretty much by getting help from a lot of people along the way, both here in New York City and, on- and online. That's great. Um, so I'm just thinking about you growing up and having parents in a carnival. Did I hear that right? <laughs> Are we hearing you right? Yep. What was that experience yeah. like for you? Well, um, the carnival business has changed. It's gone from a family-based business mm-hmm. to a corporate-based business. When I was growing up, carnivals only worked about eight months out of the year. Um your aunt or your grandmother or your uncle or somebody in your family would take care of you during the school year and you would join the carnival during the summer once you're once you were through going to school Mm -hmm. so um and my friend we had a unique situation because my grandfather when he decided to move out of the city of houston he bought a piece of property and gave land to all of his kids so we had uh our grandparents and our 
five, you know, groups of families, uh, their aunts and uncles, all living within several hundred yards of each other. So we played with cousins, uh, with aunts and uncles who were all in the same business, who all had the same, you know, situation as far as, you know, how to take care of their kids, how to do the traveling, how to make a living. Mm -hmm. And uh, from, but, you know, with me, we knew from the time I was four or five years old that I had retinitis pigmentosa or RP and that I was eventually going to lose some, if not all of my vision. So, for, the, for most of my life, up until the time I entered junior high school, uh, we never really paid a whole lot of attention to it. My dad would say, you know, if there's something you want to do and you want to do it bad enough, you can find a way. Uh, people in the carnival business, just like a lot of people in small businesses, they're very goal-oriented, problem-solving, creative people who are not used to having everything they want. So uh, they have to find unusual solutions, and there's not a lot of time for self-pity when you know you've got to figure out a way to get to the next town and make opening on Friday. So, so people can buy a cotton candy and ride the Ferris wheel, you know? So right. uh, growing up in that kind of a family, but uh, when I went into junior high school, though, I had a, a large drop off in vision, which is pretty common with men with RP when they enter puberty, mm-hmm. uh, I had to learn to use a white cane. I went from reading large print books to using a closed circuit television system to having to go to audio and learn braille. And my vision stayed pretty constant uh, throughout high school. But by the time I graduated from college, it was down to what it is now, which is light perception, or I say totally blind because it makes conversation simpler. Mm-hmm. People don't, you know, um, and I've had that pretty much the same vision since then. And, uh, and you know, I've done pretty well because I've been around, you know, uh, uh, when you work in a family business and, you know, there are other people looking out for you, uh, you know, you can you can make it work. My my focus until my dad died was I made the cold calls to do the bookings, which is why I'm so good at sending cold emails and cold calling down because <laughs> nothing prepares you better than trying to book a seven ride carnival in a state like Texas. Where <laughs> everybody else had 15 or 20. Yes. You get told no a lot. Mm-hmm. I've been told no in, in every way possible, including some who, who did it with that upper crust British voice that makes you know <laughs> that they're going to wipe their shoes off when they're through talking okay. to you. Okay. So, uh, um, but I did the bookings. I operated a couple of kids' games. I helped set up and take down rides when necessary. I worked in the office. I tell people I did everything but drive. Mm -hmm. Um, That was one thing they couldn't figure out a way for me to do. If they had, I would have. But even now, that's not a possibility. But, you know, when I think back to my childhood, when I was five or six years old, Mm -hmm. when we would be out with the Midway during the summer, Mm -hmm. um, people wanted to know I was safe. And the best way to know I was safe was to put me somewhere doing something. Mm-hmm. So for probably from age five till about 11 or 12, I worked in my grandmother's cotton candy stand when we were out on the carnival, which meant I put the butter on the popcorn. I put the syrup on the snow cones. I, uh, I did all of the washing and scrubbing and uh, any of the dirty jobs that needed to be done. That Well, you know, a little kid can do those mm-hmm. just fine. But they knew as long as I was in her trailer, nothing bad was going to happen to me. Hi, thank you for stopping by the Coffee Sips Tea Podcast. You could have been anywhere, but you chose to be at one of the best faith-based podcasts ever. And if you don't want to miss out on any other updates, make sure you're following Coffee Sips Tea on Spotify. Now let's get back to the show. 
happy that you were able to join on again today. I'm not going to lie. I'm a little under the weather, but just doing this is so exciting. And I'm really passionate yeah, it makes about you feel, this. Yeah. It makes you feel better. I, I it tell does. people, you know, when people ask me, what are the benefits of being interviewed on podcasts? I always start with, you know, exposure to an audience that's prepared to like you, intimate conversations, the opportunity to make new friends. But the one thing I make sure to always tell people is the effect it has on your on your mood and your energy level. Because yes. having having conversations with real people where you can hear their voice and talking about subjects that you know about, that you're passionate about, or that at least the other person is genuinely interested in learning about, mm -hmm. uh, that has a benefit. You can't get those endorphins other than running. And I don't run. <laughs> Okay. Well, what are some last words of encouragement you think you can give our, our listeners um, before we end our episode today? Well, I would say that um, no matter how bad it may seem at the moment, mm -hmm. every experience has, has value. There's some good in everything. And just because you feel like it didn't go exactly the way you wanted to doesn't mean it wasn't a success because I have done my very first radio interview was a train wreck, but I ended up, I ended up being a regular guest on the guy's show for six months and became, uh, and, and that's how I started becoming the rock star that is the blind blogger. Mm -hmm. But I mean, he hung up on me. I hung up on him. We had two minutes of dead air when he asked, what, are you blind or something? Oh, and I told no. him, I told him, I told him, yes, I am. And it was and, you know, the worst thing you can have happen, even worse than swearing, uh -huh. is silence. Yes. But I but I laughed about it, and then he laughed about it. And the next thing I know, we're really good friends, and I'm doing this show every Friday morning talking about the Midway Marketplace for, uh, for six months. So even if you think it was horrible, mm -hmm. you still had an opportunity to make an impression. You know, they talk about speaking to or singing to or talking to that one person. That's all you need. All you need is one person to walk away feeling like you changed their lives or at least made it a little bit better. And it was a good thing, even if you don't feel like you did your best. Uh, so go out there, try new things, fail at them, be bad at them, get good at them. Uh, attract an audience by uh, being authentic and letting people see you at your best and your worst. And eventually you too could be a brand, an influencer, a podcasting host, uh, you know, whatever it is you want to go after, just don't base your opinion of how well you did on how well you thought you did mm -hmm. because there are way too many people who have great stories to tell that aren't telling them because they don't think their stories are good enough yet. That's right. And you are a coach. You are a true visionary and people can find out how to host their own podcasting show by going to the blind blogger that dot net. Yep. That's they can it. find out about, starting their own podcast, uh, mm -hmm. becoming a, a, a guest on podcasts. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and if there's a goal that they're trying to achieve that they've had difficulty on their own, yes, I definitely would love to coach them. And they can find me at theblindblogger.net. Thank you so much for having that eight-week program um, to <laughs> becoming a podcast well, rock star. Yes, yeah. I tell you, you I, here's something else that people probably don't know about me is I'm still not all that sure about my rock star status or my superhero status. Mm -hmm. So it took a lot for me to write that down. Oh. Um, and I think that it's important for people to know that just because I've become successful and done a lot of things doesn't mean I was always this way or that I'm even always this way now. 
Well, I would love to hear more about that process, that journey. I'm just afraid because I don't want us to cut off and lose any audio. I'll tell you what, I will make this, e- I will make this easy on you. Uh-huh. We will pick a time and I will invite you over to my Zoom meeting. Yes. And, and we will record it there and I will give you the link, the sharing link, and you could download it to, uh, to your computer and then have the audio or the video or both that you can then do with what you like. Okay. And we can talk as long as you want. You you know, if you want to you want to make it uh multiple episodes or you want to you want to save some of it for later in the year when you don't feel like getting up someday to record a podcast interview. Mm-hmm. It's just up to you. I'd be more than happy to talk and answer whatever questions you have and we can do that on my Zoom page. Okay. We will um head over to your Zoom one day and maybe set something up and we're going into Max Ivy's world. Okay, I love it. Thanks for the invite. And oh, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, and as we always say on this show, you guys, see you next time on the flip hand side. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> you know, you almost sing your outro. Yeah, you love it. Yeah, it has that like um, '40s Billy Holiday kind of sound. Ooh, to it. he compared me to Billy Holiday, y'all. Um, he sent me. <laughs> I'm done. That's a wrap. <laughs> Get me a recording contract. Where y'all at? Where y'all at? Okay. Uh, <laughs> that's just the first name that popped in my head. You know, uh-huh. uh, Honeysuckle Rose is one Ooh. of those. Yeah. So. We'll take uh, it. That's just, and yeah, and you know that's that's the problem with not having much of a filter. You know, you just things occur to you and you say them, and thankfully most of the time it turns out well for me. Nice. Well, thank you so much for not having a filter on this show and <laughs> and for going there. Some tells me that's welcome. Some tells me that's very welcome on your oh, show. Like it's very welcome on mine. Yeah, you know? There you go. So we are totally connected with that chemistry. And I love that um, you're also a spiritual person. And, you know, as a faith-based, holistic, creative coach, that's what we are all about, too. How must they out there? So my lovely lattes. And we are wrapped on our show.